Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. And this week, I am joined by somebody that I've really been watching on the ultra running scene here in the Hampton Roads area. And I'm very, very impressed with the way this dude runs. So let's welcome in Mr. Frank Leon. And did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. Thank you. That is so awesome. You, you nailed it, and you should get extra credit because my family generally mispronounces it from how it would be said in Italy. So, <laughs> so what what is the origin of Leon? Is that a French name? Ita- oh, if it were pronounced that way, it would be closer to that. No, it, it's Italian in origin. It would okay. be Leone there. Leone, uh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. But yeah, Italian-Americans here long enough just got our own way to say it now. There you go. You got to you got to figure it out, you know. So, Frank, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do when you're not out there running crazy all over the place. Sure. All right. So I'm from outside Philadelphia originally. My whole family's still up there, so I make it up uh, every so often. I went to uh, Drexel University in Philadelphia there, got all my degrees there. And then right after that, moved down to Hampton Roads area, moved down and started working at Nestle Langley and have been there since 2010. Okay. And what do you do there? I work with composite materials. So I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. So we do destructive testing, trying to figure out how these materials fail under what conditions, and then come up with ways to try to predict those failures so that we can get more efficient designs and aerospace parts. That sounds like fun. So you get to destroy stuff and then figure out how to how to make it not destroyable. Yes. Yeah, it is very fun. We break things. Yeah. That is awesome. That's like every little boy's dream. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is so Once cool. I figured out that could be a job, I was so happy. That is that is amazing. I, I'm jealous now. So tell us a little bit about your family, Frank. Sure. So my wife, Sarah, and I we went to high school together. We started dating right after graduating. And we now have uh, two daughters, Kara and Imogen. They're 11 and 8 and uh, super happy. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah is also a runner, correct? Yes, she is. She, and she has more years as a runner than me by probably a factor of two or so. That's uh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, she's run consistently since college for general fitness and then starting a race and now doing ultras and such as well. Me, I was much more uh, late to the game. Yep. And she's a, she's a, a badass crew person too. She, yeah. she just, yeah. she nails it as a crew person. She's, she, she's amazingly calm yes. and everything. So yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. she, she uh, yeah, gets me back down to a good level uh, whenever I'm coming in for those few minutes here and there and yeah she she's awesome at it yeah that is awesome so how, where did the running start frank so in back in like uh, middle school and high school i ran track and cross country but never i you know i wasn't particularly fast i enjoyed it so i kept signing up and kept doing it you know teammates were nice coaches were nice and helpful but you know i was back at the pack and then I tried to keep it up in college just casually, but just without the structure of being on a team, it just sort of faded away. And then it wasn't until I was 33 that I got back into it. My K every year uh, where we got to run around the base uh, and I had seen that for a couple of years, thought it looked fun. Sarah had done it once or twice before. So I signed up once, did that. 
you know, actually. In which race fun. was that again? You kind of cut off a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was at NASA Langley. So it was the NASA moonwalk and run. They I were remember coming. that. You used to run it out. Um, oh, where the heck? that? Where the, like, it's not a runway, but what the heck is it called out there? Yeah. I mean, it is a runway, but it's for like drones and stuff. And they have the gantry back there. So yes. you sort of run out near that where they did the uh, moon landing uh, practices. And currently they do drop tests back there. Uh, oh, so cool. yeah, you run out back there. So I've heard that this October there's an open house and there's plans to have a race on center again. So oh, that would be so be cool because it's yeah. been a long, well, yeah. I got back yeah. in 2020, so I know they haven't done it since then, but. No, yeah. they have not. So yeah, this would be the first on-center race since probably 2019. Yeah. Wow. How cool. Yeah. I don't run short stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's NASA and now I, I love NASA. I love what NASA does. So that, <laughs> yeah, because I think I want to go run an ultra on the moon someday. Oh, that, that. Would be nice. I, I might I be. Like I might be fast there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to see. Probably, probably, probably still be in the back of the back. Yeah. So. Probably do healthier cadence though. Oh yeah. You know that one bounce and boom, yeah. you're all the way across. Yeah, you know, ten miles away. So yeah, yeah. That, that would really kill. Yeah, Koros would not be able to figure out what no. was going on. So. <laughs> so that is awesome. So you started out with kind of the short stuff. And yeah. how did this progress? It, it was gradual. So I did that first 5K with like three or four runs around the neighborhood just to remember how to run. <laughs> and it went all right. You know, I finished it and I had a good enough time. So I started doing then like every other day, do a 5K and then on the weekend, do a 10K. And I did that for almost a year. It was nine months or so. And then my mom got me a... GPS watch around Christmas. And then I had data. And then I started running, you know, picked it up even more from then. Because before then, for that whole nine months, I would, you know, look at the microwave, exit the door, <laughs> yep. go run what I measured out to be a 5K and get back and look at it again to see what I had done. <laughs> and see. And did you, did you write them down in notebooks back then? Uh, I, at that watch? point, I had a spreadsheet where I was uh, keeping track of it. But, you know, with, you know, a 5K with a minute or two even margin of error, it wasn't all that, you know, <laughs> wasn't seeing that many gains in that period of time. But right. with that year running, I did get better. And I got back down to near my high school time, which, again, was moderate. And after that, I did a 10-miler. I went up to Philadelphia and did the Broad Street Run. And... That was one of my longest runs at the time, and I just knew I could go further and then just kept, you know, every few weekends, try to do a longer and longer run from there on. And uh, let's see, I have my dates right here. So Broad Street Run was in, in 2017. Okay. And yeah, it was that year, a few months later, I did my first marathon self-supported. Uh, awesome. So you just figured out 26.2 and did it all on your own. I looked up uh, a, you know, a basic beginner plan for it just to know how to scale up a bit. But yeah, it was within a month or so of there. I did uh, my first I, oh, well, not un unsupported. It was 13, one 13 mile loop. Then I run in the door, get all the stuff I need, 
you know, drink, eat, and then run out again. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's the best way to do marathons and stuff like that is just for the hell of it, you know? Yep. Yep. So races from there, have you run many marathons? So, yeah, that's where I was starting. Uh, so after that, the next year in March, I did uh, the Newport News One City. Uh, that went really well. I ran a 312 something. Wow. Okay. Uh, that that first one I did, a, you know, not quite a year earlier, was like a 340 something. So I, I was pretty happy with that number at the get-go. So I then did basic research, try to figure out what certain thresholds exists, what right. you know, benchmarks there are. And of course, I unfortunately come up upon what knowing what a BQ is then. And then, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> How far away was a 312 from a BQ? So at the time, 34, 35, right? So yeah, at the time I would have needed to run a 305. Okay. Uh, so you were close. I, yeah, I was in the ballpark. Uh, the, so uh, after that, I did uh, the Nolan Trail Marathon. Uh, it was the inaugural and I, maybe the last time they did that uh, was that fall in 2018. Okay. Uh, so that was five loops on the Nolan Trail. Okay. Uh, so that was obviously wasn't uh, quite as fast, but that was my first long trail race. Um, and I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and, and the loops too. That, that, that was all a bunch of new things that I. Okay. So the loops and, and the trail, that was all new. And how'd you do that, that time? That, that was good. Uh, I came in fifth in that it was 344 or something. Awesome. I ran there. Yeah. That's a good so time I, for a marathon at no one. It, it, no, yeah, I, w I was quite uh, happy with that. You know, I didn't have too much of a numerical goal into that because the trail is odd. Uh, it, 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 you know, there are no hills per se, but the little undulations do yes. add up over time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then after that, uh, I was chasing down a BQ pretty uh, aggressively. So, it, but it took a while. So, that next year, I did one city again in 2019. I did a 304 something, which was under the BQ threshold, but then enough fast people ran that year. And right. <laughs> so it was, it was one of those, you got the, you got the BQ letter, but yeah. not entry into the race. Yeah. They, they gave me the, uh, the pleasure of being able to submit my time. And then they say, send you the letter that says, congratulations, but sorry. Yeah. 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 That's it. Well, you know, at least no, you yeah. it, it, I was still happy with uh, exactly. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, so that was in, again, that was March 19. So I, I, I attempted again, uh, at Richmond in November, uh, came up short there, uh, the Hills there ate me. Yeah. And uh, I DNF that one. That made me real grumpy. I'll uh, bet. I'll bet. Yeah. Didn't you, so you didn't you run a ultra between the one city and you, Richmond? you are right. Yes. No, my first ultra was in June, uh, of 19. Uh, and that was my first, and then it was quite a break there. Uh, so that was the night train 50 K. Okay. Uh, out in Farmville on the, uh, at the Highbridge state park. That would have been a fun one. It, it is. I've done it again, and it kicked my butt both times I've done it. Because it, it starts there, at night, right? It, it does. It's at like 5 or 6 p.m. Uh, in late June. So it is 
Hot starting at humid. the hottest part of the day, maybe, or so it's, it's uh, a straight, you know, out and back or a double out and back now, I think. Wow. Uh, so you go into it, looking at it, it's like, well, it's kind of flat. Could be a PR type thing. Uh, and each time I just, I'm pretty sure I just end up low on fluids each time. Uh, I'm going to do it again at some point. Uh, okay. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. It keeps drawing me back. There you uh, go. But yeah, so that was my first, uh, first ultra. Uh, and after that, so, and thank you for bringing that up because after I DNF'd Richmond, then, uh, I made it like 16 miles. Uh, and I was, you know, I drove up there, uh, ran it, drove myself back real grumpy. Next day I woke up, talked to Sarah. It's like, I, I really need to do some running thing to wipe this slate clean. So I, just got all the food I could fit in my pockets uh, and my uh, the clothes I uh, had at the time. I don't think I had a vest at the time, even. I think I was just carrying carrying like, stuff in pockets and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I went out and did a 50K around uh, the peninsula. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> just to be, yeah, I, I think I called the, uh, the event penance. There uh, you go. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoyed that thoroughly, just the complete, you know, whatever pace I feel like running, uh, just let's, let's do big miles. Uh, okay. And I like that a lot. Uh, and I've done a, quite a few like self-supported around the peninsula runs like that. And some have been training runs for other races, but they are always so good because when it's just like trying to train for time on feet, it's you can really just, you know, enjoy the time. You can look around, uh, races, races. I typically am racing at, I, I I'm going for some sort of numerical goal. Uh, those long training runs have really resonated with me though. Okay. So the long training runs is where you kind of get that piece and just sort of slide and you, and you block out everything else and you just enjoy the scenery around you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so I, I found more in this past year or year and a quarter, I've started doing a lot more fixed time races on looped courses. And I, I can get the same sort of zoning out piece on those much more than a like a point to point or a course like that. Those I still tend to want to run more aggressively. I'm not sure why. It's just my, my inclination there. Yeah, because uh, I remember the first time I saw you running was uh virginia run for cancer in 22 yep <laughs> and i was amazed because you were just you were just i mean it was like at 3 a.m you had the same gait as you did at 7 a.m <laughs> and i was just like man this dude's a monster and then you you won that year didn't you i did yeah that that was by far and still is by far my longest run uh and i had a blast that whole time yeah, I, I was moving pretty well, you know, in the night I took some walking breaks here and there, but during that whole race, anytime I would come up on somebody, I would almost each time just start matching their pace, chat with them for a while. Sometimes it's just a few seconds. Sometimes it ends up being the rest of the lap. And that just made that night day and night extremely fun. I, I felt like I talked to a significant portion of the folks on the course. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, because I had been watching you pass me. 
because you know i'm just moving my my turtle self around and everything and you slowed down one of the laps and we actually did the um the whole back kind of before you make that turn into the forest together and yep. i was just i was so impressed with just your spirit and just your your calmness but also you're very i don't even know how to describe it you're calm but you're focused at the same time like you can tell you are laser focused on this dude has a goal he's shooting for something and he's not going to let anything stop him would you say that's a pretty accurate description so uh, for that race i had a i had some bounds on it i was hoping to get to 100 at some point in the night i just like i could see i had enough time to get to it without breaking myself so that definitely lifted my spirits for a lot of the night the way i track myself during these loop races is all i do is i beforehand i calculate all the different times per lap to get me to a certain number of laps and i like calculate the paces for those so all i do is each lap i hit the lap button on my watch and i usually and then you know go to the pit you know eat whatever and start jogging and it says it's like all right you're at a 44 minute per mile pace it's like and i know that's not quick enough so i typically just ran until i averaged that down to the ballpark of a thing and then i can just sort of do a comfortable run walk for the rest so i'll walk a bit with folks you know i might glance at the watch and see okay got a minute over goal pace but there's still a mile left so i'll just try to enjoy the rest of the conversation and then just try to run out the rest and try to average it down so i i try to like build in a lot of flexibility there okay uh, that's my favorite system for loop races at this point you've got a great system and <laughs> now when when you're doing the loop races it seems like you've gotten really efficient at getting in and out of the the start finish line yeah really, really. I, I try to keep that as little as low as possible so my first loop race yep. it's the dogwood ultra marathon oh cool that's and, a uh, steep one that's got some elevation the, the elevation game there is is serious so that was in march of 22 i did okay. that i did the 24 hour i didn't make it the whole 24 because it was my first race anywhere near that length and the hills I was unprepared for. But for that one, I had, you know, afterwards I went and looked at my data and I could see my, my pit time started out in single digit minutes. And by the end, it was like going up exponentially. It was like five, 10, 15, 40 minutes was the longest one. And there right. I was just like sitting there with the race director, trying to convince myself to not go out again. Basically. Right. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, you know, in the end, I added up all that time. It's like, oh, wow. You know, that, that was almost two hours or so of hanging out. And then for the Virginia 24, I really wanted to cut that down. So I really just go in there, grab food and walk out and eat while walking. And yep. At least for the first chunk of the race, that's my goal. So, do you think Virginia Twenty Four? I'm I'm gonna bet. I don't. I haven't looked at your statistics or any of that, but I'll bet you you're under an hour. I'm I'm gonna say under forty five minutes of total aid station time. For for last year, it may it may be. I bet it's less than an hour. In the beginning, it, I was two to three minutes per lap. So I don't know. So it's less than two hours for sure. They right. got a little longer in the night 
but it, it's quick. Well, idle time. Yeah, you're probably right. It might be 80, 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was short because, I mean, I would watch you because I wasn't too far down from where you were and I would watch you come in and you were so efficient at knowing it was like, like, did you decide as you were coming down to the turnaround point, what you were grabbing that loop or what? So for a lot of races, I would probably benefit from doing a little bit more. Uh, usually it's, uh, I have all my food in a cooler. I just open it up. And whatever looks like good to me right then, I just grab and go. So I didn't necessarily pre-plan it on the return. I eat some, you know, at that race, I definitely grab like two to 300, well, probably like two, 250 calories a lap I was aiming for. Yeah. Uh, so it's usually like, and I eat junk food while yeah. running. It, it's Oreos and Doritos. And I stuff. noticed that this weekend. <laughs> yeah it, it yeah i i use it as a a, a day to indulge <laughs> there you go that's awesome that is awesome so virginia 24 what was after that then so after that i was pretty that that year had quite a lot so i did night train again after that i did almost no better than the first time i i, I was like four minutes better but it was <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Yeah, it was the same thing. Go out there running, you know, fast, like sub eight minute mile pace for the first 16 and then just blow up around 18 and 20 and then just crawl back. <laughs> that is so awesome. How many times uh, have I done that? Yeah, it, it, it's but again, I've still not really the eight minute it. miles. I've, I've never no. done that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time you blow up in that one the sun's down you can see the stars it, it, it's a, it's a nice time to be bonking in the woods there you go cool <laughs> yeah uh so after that i did richmond marathon that was good that was my best one since that almost bq okay and it was another almost bq it was a 305 something i ran wow there. okay and that was a hot day that was this past november right that was a hot one yeah, yeah. so it, so i was pretty happy with that given the conditions okay uh, then after that, a couple weeks later, I did Karen's Get Outside Eight Hour. Okay, yeah. I remember and, yeah. you at that one. That was yeah, a lot we of fun. There. That was that was a good day. Uh, I had a little bit of a low period in the middle, but I'm finding I often do somewhere between marathon and like 35 miles. I often have a lull, and then I get a second wind somewhere in those mid 30s. Okay. Do you think maybe that's like uh, protein? Maybe. Oh, I I'm not sure. I do have to revisit my nutrition. I, I need to be a little bit smarter about it uh, if I want to be like efficient and consistent through these. Sometimes it's blood sugar related. Uh, okay. So I'm a, I'm a type one diabetic. So, oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. So that, that's a factor in a lot of races. So you uh, have to pay attention to that. Oh, yeah. No, at Backyard Ultra, it was bouncing up and down all, all day and night. It's, it's something... I mean, everybody's essentially paying attention to their blood sugar. Right. Uh, I have an extra sensor on me, so I actually have numerical That's data. the sensor that's on the back of your right arm, correct? That's right. Yeah. And yeah, does that good. show, like, where do you read, where do you get those readings? Is that on your watch or on your uh, phone? So, yeah. What? So I have it in multiple places. So I have an insulin pump, so it's on there. And I also have it on uh, on my phone and my watch. So okay. it's very convenient. Except when alarms start going off, I am getting beeped at from every direction. <laughs> so during a race, I have to go into three different pockets 
feels it, like to, turn to off everything type. beeping at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so please so with type 1 diabetes when the alarms yeah. go off how quickly do you need to get something in you oh it, it varies sometimes it varies for me instance to instance uh so sometimes the blood sugar might be dropping quickly in which case uh because i have you know may have given myself much too much insulin um then i need to eat a lot of pretty you know basic simple sugars quickly if it's just gradually descending it's less urgent but i still do need to be sure to eat okay uh, if it gets low enough the first things I, I would feel in a race would be akin to bonking. You, ju you just start feeling very low energy. Uh, and then, you know, my gait is might get affected. Uh, and then I might start getting kind of loopy. Okay. So at its I get worst, loopy at 2 a.m. and it has nothing oh, yeah. to do with yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. Running fatigue after X many hours or is this something else? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So after the get outside, you ran seashore that year, didn't you? I did. Yeah. We got, we both got to go for a swim. Yeah. Yes, we did. That was so much fun. I enjoyed that water. That was it. What it was, it was, it felt comical at the end almost. Cause I remember at the middle of the race, it was, you know, I had not run through, it was, you know, maybe ankle deep water. I hadn't had to deal with that certainly in a race ever. And it was just ridiculous. Like I, feet were completely soaked. They dried out a few miles later. And then you know, I remember coming up at the finish and, you know, there's some runners coming the other way. I'm like, so has the tide gone down? And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> just, just sort of like a drained look and like, oh, you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember as I was going back out after the first loop, it was up past my knees in that one spot. And I was laughing and having a great time. Yeah. And this woman in front of me turned around. She's like, what are you so excited about? I was like, this is fun, man. I'm having a blast. And she's like, you're in knee deep water. And I was like, this is so much fun. Right. How, how often do you get to do that in a race? Exactly. I have not what? since. And, you know, it'll probably be a while. Uh, yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> absolute blast. Yeah. I'm now, weird, on that first one, I just tried to, first, I just tried to run straight on into it. And it, like you were saying, it was knee deep, you know, and I made it like halfway through the first crossing there. I'm like, and nah, I'm going to fall head first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, that was, that was fun. So uh, about a, it was uh, within a week before the race, I was hanging out with uh, John Bircher and he was telling, he's done it a number of times. He told me, now you may want to check the tide and when it's going to be in because, you know, it, 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 the course will be wet sometimes. And, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like, well, what am I going to do? I, it's not, you know, <laughs> turn around, <laughs> say, I quit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, well, I could check it and know I'll be wet. I'll just exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after Seashore, yes. I guess so now we're into 23, right? Yes. Yeah. I was signed up for the Sandy Bottom eight hour, but I ended up uh, getting COVID uh, while seeing my family up in Pennsylvania there. So what I had to bail out of that. I was disappointed there, but Karen is super accommodating race director. She let me transfer that to another race. So, yeah, that's it was at the, was that the backyard you transferred it to or no, I, I was already registered for that. So okay. I'm going to do the Windsor castle 10 hour. Oh, cool. Okay. You uh, like so you, hot no, heat and humidity, don't you? Yeah, I well, I'll I'll give it a try. <laughs> okay. I'm doing well, the five hour. So I'm gonna do okay, the five cool. hour and then 
my run club is doing the uh is sponsoring the road crossing with uh ice pops and water so i'll 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 run for five hours and then i'll go volunteer for five hours and have fun thank you in advance for that you got it you got it (laughs) my next ultra after uh seashore then was the belmonte endurance races 50 miler that's a tough one that was that was the hardest course i've ever run (laughs) yeah yeah, so it was. Uh, so that was on March 11th. It was a not, It was a good weather day. It was cold. I was expecting it to be. We had no weather to deal with. It was a little windy. So it was maybe like 37 at the start. There had been some rain in the pe- uh, previous weeks because. So the rate, the course is essentially you go up, up and over two peaks, right, uh, and then back to the start. Uh, so going up the first peak wasn't bad but uh going along the ridge line at the top there's these big it's like a jeep road and there's uh low bits that hold water and it's fairly deep it was over a foot. okay wow uh, so after having done the seashore i'm like okay well i'm used to this you know just gotta soldier through so uh you know i you know trying to run along the perimeter of the puddles because they're deep enough that I can't quite see the bottom. Right. But on the second or third one of these, I the bank is a little too much and I lose my stepping and uh, go into this. Uh, and I get soaked pretty much. Like I kept my head up and maybe one arm, but I was soaked. Everything else though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and up at the top here, it was it was below freezing. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. This was, this was at mile six. Oh, there you go. It, it was a character building race. There you uh, go. So I, I, w- I was I, I w- was going out too aggressively in this race, for, but I was in like the top five or so of maybe 30 Okay. Uh, when I fell in. Uh, so as I'm like getting up out of the puddle, I, two runners I see going on this little bypass uh, and I see, oh, it's painted. I'm supposed to. Be oh, going you're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> but it That's was awesome. like perfect comedic timing. I'm coming out of this puddle and they're just like jogging, looking at me sideways. Like you could tell they're like, oh, what a pity. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I would have paid to be there and see that. That would have yeah. been so much fun. It, yeah. I would have videotaped so, you and put it up for all to see. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, I wish I had uh, some hidden camera catching that. Uh, yeah, just just the look on your face. Yeah, seeing the, the runners running yeah. on the dry bypass that actually was marked <laughs> so yeah. would have been priceless. Yeah, yeah. So so from there to the next aid station, my my stride shortened quite a bit. I'm shivering. Right. You know, folks are passing me constantly, and you know, you know, it's still friendly like chatter. But, you know, I, I keep like, OK, I'll try to keep up with these guys. No, no, I'll, ju- I'll just keep going until I warm up. <laughs> so that is awesome. I, yeah, I got to the aid station on the far side of the peak. I was feeling OK-ish there, got food, got back over it. And Sarah was waiting for me at the part where I had started descending this. And she sees me coming down. My, my pants are ripped. My knees all bloody because in the bottom of this puddle is also a bunch of pointy rocks. Apparently. Oh, great. There you go. <laughs> Bonus points. I, yeah. But yeah, no, she still had that same calm, supportive demeanor. Like, okay, you're doing fine. I'll see you at the next one, you know, which at that point was like 20 miles away. So, oh, that's great. Yep. Good. Uh, give me the food I need. Slap me on the back. And there I go. There you go. Awesome. Yep. Cool. So, so you, you finished yeah. Belmonte and yeah. you were, did you finish top 10 on that one? 
No, no. Oh, almost. Uh, I think I ended up at eleventh. So okay, I I was really far back after at that point where I had met Sarah, and there was still another uh, peak to climb. And going up that, it was a bunch of switchbacks, and it was brutal. It was like a thousand mile or a thousand feet in a mile. Wow, that I am untrained for. So that was maybe around mile 30 or so. And then it was a little out and back. But then I got back to the top of these switchbacks. And from there on, I'm like, wait, it's all down now. I, I can do down and flat. So I, I made up like six or seven spots on the last 14 miles. So awesome. I did end up moving from the back half, at least into the top half of the finishers there. Awesome. So I, I was in much better mood at the end. Good, uh, good. Because I was actually running. I, I, I was hiking a lot of that day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a busy march, though, because that was the first of three races. So that was on the 11th. Right. On the 19th, I, I ran the Shamrock Full. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so that, that was not the original plan. I, the plan was to do one city, which was would have been the week before Belmonte. Okay. Uh, that, that was my A race for the season. I wanted to BQ there and then celebrate with a couple ultras. I had, I think it was norovirus because I was, my stomach was wrecked. Like, wow, so you had to drop one, one city. Yeah. Uh, then I was better like two days later. And then, uh. you know, so I did Belmonte and then I signed up for Shamrock because I was still thinking I'm in marathon shape. And that, that went like a dream. That was, uh, first marathon i didn't bonk in <laughs> awesome awesome what did you finish in it was a uh, 256 and change oh so you're so, bq'd yeah I, it should be for that yeah that was an eight minute pr for okay yeah so when will you find out on that then uh september uh i think okay is when it opens so you've up. submitted all the paperwork and i i think they only open that in september so you submit okay. it and then you find out the uh pretty quick last time i applied at least it was pretty okay. quick turnaround um, that'll be awesome cool. yeah so that's the plan for next spring that'll be the a race yes yeah and then uh the week after shamrock i did the dogwood ultra marathons 12 hours <laughs> oh my gosh because you're a glutton for punishment so you went yes. back for 12 more hours of it huh yes that's so awesome that that, that and I, I really so that was the second time i've done a race there i've done i did the 24 and now i've done the 12 uh, okay and you've and, won and, you know, both nice, the ones you're in right what's that you won dogwood both times you've i did run it. I, so yes. i have both both of those durations uh <laughs> so, so now you just got to go for the 36 hour next year i i i, I want the set yeah <laughs> there you go awesome uh, probably not next year. I think I'll not yeah, concentrate on Boston. Yep. Boston. Yeah, yeah. that probably don't do that, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, that'll probably be a 25 race, but I do, I do highly recommend Dogwoods. Yeah. One of the toughest courses, uh, that's relatively close to here. And, uh, but the race director is phenomenal. He is. I, yeah. Dan is fantastic. one of a kind. Yeah. I, yeah. Every race I've done and I've done, four or five of his races sarah's done two now okay uh, yeah so we're regulars there <laughs> cool so then what happened at virginia 24 this year so so after that march uh at, in fact at dogwood i i was pretty sure i was injured by the end of that i walked the last two laps uh with uh cynthia robs okay a, a bunch of these uh races i recently that i've been at. she's she amazing was at virginia 24 she was at the backyard ultra 
She won Dogwood. And then she and ran Boston, didn't she? She did, she did run Boston. Yep. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yes. And then at the Backyard Ultra, we went the same distance. I, oh, I was hoping I she was going to keep going past me. I was. Oh, I thought she was, but she, she, was, she was done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so sit after Dogwood, uh, I made it like another week and a half before I had pretty bad plantar fasciitis in my left foot. Okay. Uh, and I kept running on it pretty stubbornly uh, up to the point where I was barely walking uh, oh, without a pretty bad okay. uh, So, So I'm still getting over that. Once I felt a pang of that at the backyard, that's when I stopped too. Yep. So yeah, at the 24 hour, I was just relegated to walk. I may have run like two miles in there. Like when the rain was about to start, Right. I had a little shimmy that I used to get back to get my rain jacket but it was <laughs> the jacket did nothing i was no there we are the jack yeah rain rain gear was useless <laughs> so plantar fasciitis at the virginia 24 and yes yes and yeah. so how many miles did you end up with there 40 something it was good yeah i i managed uh 41 uh and change so i lucked out a little bit when they closed the course i had just gone out like five minutes ahead so i okay. was I actually gained on Sarah and uh, my brother Vincent came down uh, for his first ultra. Uh, oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so somehow I, I, I described uh, the 24 hour and 22 and convinced him that it was something to travel and then run uh, for. So look at, look at them. He, he must trust you. <laughs> he does. Well, he, you know, he, he's, uh, he's caught the bug. That's awesome. Yeah. That so is awesome. I ended up walking uh, 41 and a quarter and it was a pretty good walk. And Mike, I have to say you, I was just trying to be like you. I <laughs> I've seen your, your workouts online and your walking pace is phenomenal. I, I was not there, but I, I, I was trying. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. I actually work on it. So I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's something I, I want to practice. I think I ended up in like the like fifteen twenty pace right. on average for the for the day, and I, and I was content with that. Yeah. Uh, so you ran a race up in Philly after Virginia twenty four, correct? I did. I I did the Broad Street Run. It was okay. my second time there, and that was special for me because it was my younger sister Christina's longest race that she had signed up for. Then, so it's a ten miler. Awesome. Uh, she had previously done a five mile race, and her longest training run was seven miles at that point. So uh, I started it with her and my other sister, and we ran together for the first three or four. And then, like most of the races I've been in recently, it started raining a lot. <laughs> You're the reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after I was getting completely soaked, I I, I started uh, running a little, just a little bit quicker to keep from getting too chilly. And, and, you know, I, I turned it into a nice progression run and, you know, being from the Philadelphia area, you know, running through the city in the rain, uh, it feels good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how many of your siblings now run? Four of five are doing races and the fifth is, he is awesome because I, he doesn't run regularly, but if I'm up there and just say, Hey Dan, you want to go out for a run? He will just pull it out of nowhere and tag along. It's wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. The running family. That is too cool. Let's go to the backyard ultra. 
because mm-hmm. you did phenomenal and it was it was a pleasure watching you out there. So what did you think of the format? I like it. I have to. So you were mentioning how efficient I uh, you've seen me at like the looped races where I really keep the hit time to a minimum. Right. So this was the first race where I've ever at like had time to take off my shoes. Right. (laughs) So that was nice. It felt luxurious. And it was very good for me to just practice doing all of these things that I know other people do and I probably should be doing and trying to integrate that into the process. So I appreciated that a lot. I was concerned I was going to cramp up and that did not happen. Okay. Um, I was trying to stretch pretty regularly. I don't know if that was effective or if the breaks I had were just the right time. Uh, So I was running with Jeff Jordan for most of the race and he was timing it for like 52 or 53 minutes. That that was enough time to get most things done and then head right back out. And that was pretty well aligned with my normal MO for those. So that that worked out really comfortably for me. Uh, Later in the race, I, I did a few a little faster just because I was trying to run at whatever felt comfortable, try to zone out a little bit. Right. Uh, and that extra time was nice too, uh, especially when it was uh, getting a little, after the rains started and starting to swap clothes down, considering sock changes and all. And I was happy with the day. I'm already signed up for next year. <laughs> yeah, I had figured you would be one of the very first ones to sign up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try to keep next year a little lighter in terms of the race load. Uh, so hopefully I'll be a little fresher for some of these uh, nice April and May races. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm planning on doing the Virginia 24 again and then the backyard. Awesome. So two and Boston will probably be the A races and close. But I think if I'm, I think they're spread out enough that it's not doing three marathon plus things in three weeks. I'll be okay. Well, you can always throw swamis in there at the end of February. <laughs> Oh, you're, you know what? You know, that is early enough. I could probably yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it's not far. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to do longer races. Okay. So the Virginia 24 last year was my longest race. And uh, the backyard that we just did was my second longest now. Yeah, because you did a, a 83, right? Yeah. Yeah. My previous second longest was uh, the Dogwood 24 and 22. Okay. So that was like 80 flat. Okay. Uh, so I'm signed up for a hundred this fall. Okay. I'm going to do cloud splitter. Oh, cool. There so, you go. So I'm going, going in head first. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that is a, that's a stout one. Yep. So, so picking out Belmonte was intentional. I wanted something with enough vert to put me in my place and to sort of figure out how much work I'm going to have to do okay. to get up to that. I think you're going to do excellent at cloud splitter. Thank you for the vote of confidence. I'm willing to hike the ups. Uh, I am going to practice a lot of hill work this summer, but you know, it's a 40 hour cutoff for that. I'm confident you can do that. You can do that. You can do that. No problem. It's generous. Yeah. Yeah. Let's kind of wrap this thing up. Frank, you're, you're just a really smooth, calm runner and you're just friendly to everybody around you. Is this your attitude all the time or where did, where does this come from, Frank? So honestly, like in non-running settings, I am much quieter and slow to start conversations with strangers. Okay. Uh, I joke with people that I find it easier to talk to people during a race because once I am socially drained, I can just run away. Uh, There you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is one of my favorite aspects of ultra events, the community. It's so easy to talk to these people about anything and everything. And you get so deep so fast. Yeah. That it, it's like a communal therapy for everybody. Yep. It is. I tell people, you know, if you really want to see what this whole race of life is going to be like, go run an ultra marathon. Mm -hmm. It's a short microcosm of everything we're all going to go through in life. And you can make it happen in, you know, a short 24 to four day period because <laughs> everybody needs to go on a four day journey run. I think that would do people a lot of good. Hard I, sell, but. You've got somebody you're talking to. Let's just say one of your siblings that hasn't run an ultra yet. And they say, man, I'm going to sign up and do my first ultra. What is going to be your first piece of advice for them? For their first, it will be to not even have a time goal. Have a way that you want to run that you will enjoy and do that. And to set up a bunch of meta goals. For me, that's even like... You know, I don't actually count the people that I talk to, but I, I want to talk to and meet new people. That That's a goal. If I do that, it's a success at uh, some of these. Talk to the folks at the aid stations, say thank you uh, there, and, and just enjoy the whole day because you're going to be surrounded by runners who are, you know, simultaneously enjoying themselves and in dire pain. Yeah, uh, Volunteers will be supporting you through that. So it, it's my advice would definitely be to enjoy all of the positives that are out there for it uh, and to not get hung up on like some definite performance goal. Certainly not for a first one. Yeah. I did that. And I got, thankfully I got over it about mid race. We're just going to finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but, awesome. But yeah. To start with that attitude would make it even more sweet. Perfect. That's great advice, Frank. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.